had enough of the been there, done that ideas, tired of too much talk and so little action. Rewind now and welcome to Transformation and Change Radio with Dr. Kathy O'Bear, where the vision of true equity, inclusion, courage, and purpose meet powerfully. Dr. Kathy delivers with dynamic, engaging conversation and the most authentically brave dialogue on air today. This hit show will challenge you to explore current issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion and deepen your capacity to choose courage to speak up to greater inclusion in everything you do. Fasten your seatbelts and accelerate your effectiveness to become a powerful change agent in your life, community, job, and society. Imagine true equity and inclusion and get the tools to really manifest your vision. No frills, no fluff, just really powerful, good stuff. Transformation and Change Radio starts now. Hello, thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Kathy O'Bear with the Center for Transformation and Change, and I am just delighted that the Reverend Dr. Jamie Washington agreed to hop on a special radio show for Transformation and Change Radio in these turbulent, unexpected, frightening, scary times. How can we support each other, support ourselves, build community, maybe live into the world we envision around equity and social justice. And Jamie, I'm just so excited you joined me for this conversation. Do you mind just sharing a little bit about who you are? And because we've known each other 35 plus years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Kathy. And it, um, I really appreciate the opportunity to kind of be in community with folks in this way at this time. And so Uh, I am uh, Jamie Washington. I serve as the president and founder of the Washington Consulting Group and in partnership with Kathy and um, some others helped to found the Social Justice Training Institute. And I also serve as a pastor, senior pastor of Unity Fellowship Church of Baltimore. Uh, And uh, in all of those capacities have the opportunity, uh, particularly at this point, to invite us into community uh, and to consider what it means to be in a space of um, unpredictable times um, and uh, and what that means for us to continue to live into who we wanna be in the world that we wanna create. Uh, so uh, delighted to be with you on this radio talk show, just to have an opportunity to share kind of some of how I'm navigating and helping to support others um, as they navigate this time. Was it just a week ago? I said, okay, let's do virtual conferences and the white privilege conference and Encore got canceled. And I was like, and you so wisely wrote back, let's give people a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And what I know, particularly as a white person, um, my deep fear is me and other whites will have race. We'll just push it off to the side. Class won't pay attention to. And the continuing pervasiveness of dominant culture, white supremacy culture, classism will just take over. And as you, you know, for me, I just have to watch one thing on Facebook or read one update on Washington Post and see how some of the leaders in Washington are perpetuating racism, xenophobic classism, literally every time they open their mouths. So I know we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. But as we talk about how we're taking care of ourselves and our community, also doing it with a lens of equity, racial justice, social justice, without overburdening and burning ourselves out. That was my hope for this conversation today. Sure, sure. So well, how are you doing, my friend? Well, I enter and appreciate um, uh, 
the willingness to kind of slow slow ourselves down and to step back and to think about so how are people doing with the consideration of all of who they are right so there's there's a number of us who are in the space um, that at one level can afford if you would quote unquote not to be in panic or not to be in concern deeply yet right because uh, we don't live necessarily paycheck to paycheck or because we're not necessarily having to um, worry about our families who are going to need to get to some place or not get to some place and um, don't have the opportunity really within family to practice social distancing or to sheltering in place because if I don't go to this work where I'm required to be there, there's no food that's coming into the house. And so so kind of the recognition of how all that plays out and with a race lens, a gendered lens, an age lens, a class lens is something that, you know, again, we continue to invite each other into paying attention to right now. What you named around um, starting with self and how am I doing? And so in, in that context that I do live in the space where um, not only am I able to um, just uh, be um, okay uh, because I don't at the moment have to worry about my um, uh, food and shelter and and those kinds of things. So again, kind of the basic needs are, are, are there and being met and that same thing is true for my loved ones and families. Uh, uh, but the other part of the okayness for me is that um, I connect it to my own spiritual practice and grounding, right? And I'm very much aware that in this particular moment, um, how important that is for me to um, just breathe, to recognize that this is a space of uncertainty and unknown, um, to be willing to practice um, and listen to um, the good information that's coming and you know, being able to discern that um, and not all of the panic information, right? Uh, not, not taking all of that in uh, and then to be responsible in that, right? And so yes, uh, uh, you know, there, there's a different way in which um, I was showing up after three days of this, right? Then it was after six days and after nine and 10 days as we're learning more and more, uh, which um, can feel like, okay, so this is more serious. This is um, going to take longer. This is having a greater impact than we knew, you know, 10 days ago. Uh, and so being responsible in that, uh, uh, what I have to continue to pay attention to is what I'm ingesting, right? In terms of information uh, and not just in terms of what people are, uh, what all of the, the coronavirus feeds are saying, and not only what CNN and MSNBC and all of those places are saying, but also what I'm seeing in my Facebook feed and my Twitter feeds, um, and who am I listening to? And that doesn't mean that right now, Kathy, that I'm making people wrong for where they are, but I am paying attention to what I'm ingesting. And so if all I'm ingesting is panic or is fear or is frustration, then that impacts me um, or can have the potential to impact me. So I see folks and I see where folks might be um, and I have to choose and have chosen not to take all that in, right? So that's, uh, and so, I, so 
overall, I would say I'm in very uh, good spirits. I'm grateful for um, community and love and life, family and um, uh, resources to take care of and feel like I have at this moment capacity to help others, right? Uh, because it's harder for me to be able to be there for others if I'm in distress myself. I think that I so relate and it's so true for so many. And I know when I show up to be of service, I have less spinning in my own fears. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to discount the fear and the terror and the uncertainty. And I know I and many others can stay there longer than might be useful. So for me, it's a balance, both and. And I actually meditated the last two days. Mm -hmm. There's free stuff. Oprah and Deepak Chopra have something free offline. And <clears throat> Gabby Bernstein, I sent some stuff out. So I'm trying one or two new things a day that I have recommended but haven't taken the time. And I find I'm more grounded and I make better decisions. Because when I'm not spinning, I am more spiritually centered. And I wanted to follow up on that a bit. Can you say a bit more about, if you're willing, about what your spiritual religious practices or what others do? Because I can do the thought changing. I'm okay. I have all that I need. Everything happens for a reason. Use me an instrument of your peace. But then when I hear myself say everything happens for a reason with so many deaths and 400,000 cases, I'm just bumping into um, dissonance. Yeah. So I would love some wisdom. Well, I appreciate that, Kath, because um, this is a time when I think dissonance is a gift for us, right? Okay, say more. <laughs> it's, an, it's an opportunity for us to be in the space of uh, everything happens for reasons I have all that I need. But the dissonance is I don't necessarily see that. I don't feel that, and I, I, uh, it's happening for a reason, but I don't have the answer to what that reason is. So that's a dissonance. And so do I then really believe that which I'm saying, right? Um, or am I just, you know, kind of mimicking or saying what, what, what I've heard? Um, and so how do I embody this, um, everything happens for a reason? And even if I never find out what that reason is, I trust that that reason is for good, right? Um, you know, uh, and so what I often will say to folks is I invite you to, if you kind of hold that as a philosophical or theological um, or a way of being in the world, that all things are purposed and all things are um, uh, designed or that there is there are no accidents, all of those kinds of, those are philosophical and theological kind of frameworks that people operate out of. Um, uh, do you actually embody and believe that? And can you tap into when you've had your COVID-19 experience before now, right? And so I talk about COVID-19 as just another example of uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. Just another example of things happening that, you know, cause us pause and stop and not happening in the way that we would want them. We are having this experience on a larger scale at this moment, but I don't have this particular moment being unfamiliar to people, right? In this way, it is unfamiliar, but um, uh, not knowing where uh, 
you know, having layoffs, not knowing where your work is coming from, not being able to go to different places. You know, what we've had in the past is often, whether that's a tornado, whether that's a Katrina, whether that's an unexpected death in our families, all of those things can produce a similar kind of moment. Um, a report from the doctor, you know, all of those things can produce a similar kind of moment. Have you operated out of that belief in those moments? So everything happens for a reason. I have everything I need, but I am. And so are you able to tap into, I didn't understand it in the moment, but here's what that produced for me. Here's what that opened up for me. Here's where, who, here's who I was able to connect to. Here's what I was able to tap into in myself during that time. And I couldn't name that during the, the, the initial or being in it at the time. But I trusted that, I believed that, I embodied that. And as I look at that in retrospect, I am able to see um, how I'm different, my life is different, the world is different, my work is different as a result of that. And it is not likely to have happened if that had not occurred. So the way I make meaning and understand the unknown and the phenomena that happened in our lives. And so if I'm able to tap into that, to remember that I have been here, if you will, before, um, so that I can trust that I can, this too shall pass and we will go through it. And so again, like I didn't know what it was gonna look like on the other side of the last one. Um, but I did know, and I do now, and I did now experience that I, it did pass and that I did come out on the other side. And there were some things that died or went away or changed from the way that I knew them. And um, I continue to be okay. And sometimes not even just okay, better as a result of that, right? Sometimes I am able to begin to make meaning and find meaning in the midst of it, right? Um, and able to look at what some of the beauty that is coming out of this particular moment. And so when I often, what I would often encourage people to do is in that space of fear and worry and panic, um, as they slow down and breathe to get to show up and to get to this place of gratitude. So what am I grateful for in this moment? And what am I discovering in this moment? Um, what, what new thing have I learned, right? Uh, what new practice have, um, I, am I engaging? Um, who did I talk to that I really haven't talked to in months um, or, or years? Uh, what kind of conversation? Uh, 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 so that you know that uh, Sam and I are playing games and- um, He's winning, right? You, you felt like you need to share that part. That wasn't, that wasn't necessary, that piece. But anyway, um, he has won last week. Um, and as we start our, our backgammon tournament this week, we'll see what happens. So we're, we're getting to do things and we're seeing kind of the benefit of that. So that's, what, that's kind of where I go. Um, so it's the embodiment of our affirmations. Because what you name uh, for me are like affirmations. Those are um, things that I'm telling my mind so that my body will then be able to take those in. Uh, but then how can I not only say those things, here's how I know that to be true. Here's what I um, experienced such that um, that feels like 
a truth for me, a real thing for me. And others may not see that in the same way. Um, they, they may not, but it's how I get there. Well, I know I didn't. Um, I did my first community connections. I'm doing them every Tuesday, Friday, noon, Eastern, uh, just coming together. And there are 25 people. We had an amazing, authentic connection. And I told about how I was fired from Colorado State 20 plus years ago, 30 plus years ago. Uh, And at the time, if I had heard what you just said, I couldn't have taken you in at all. I was in such self guilt, shame, trauma. I didn't know. I didn't have a job. I didn't, I felt uh, people would think I was less than. So I was just Mm -hmm. so swirling. With time and uh, Dr. Martha Beck, I did some life coaching training with her. And one of her tools was look back at all the difficult moments in your life. So that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So for folks that are hearing you right now going, what the F, just look back and find, say, three challenging situations, whether it was 9-11, something yeah. in the family, like you said, and what did you do that was useful, res- help with resilience, surviving, expressing emotions, building community? And just like you said, as you look back, how is your life different? How are you on a path that you may not have seen without this uh, time of upheaval? Mm-hmm. and then possibility. And Jamie, what I appreciate is you're not doing an either or. You're not saying, let's be naive and just see the positive and we'll get through the. Right. No, you are saying this is deeply impacting the quality of life and the it's killing people. Mm-hmm. And as we show up in community and self-care, these are some tools so that we can both and hold it all. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I really appreciate you you holding and that, you know, that's kind of, again, another basic philosophical and theological way we engage in the world is not an either or, right? And when you are able to embrace beyond binary thinking, uh, beyond a dualistic thinking, able to uh, embrace um, that more than just say it. Again, I go back to that's another way of more than just saying it's either or, not both and. Uh, but really being able to hold, when do you find yourself in either or absolute thinking um, and uh, when you are able to engage the truth about, well, I believe it's not either or, but I spend more time over here, right? Uh, so, so like I'm, I'm hearing the both and, but I'm in this space or I'm in this space more, right? So, so then, you know, I invite folks always to pay attention to, I do believe that it's not either or, but I spend more time in either, right? <laughs> right, in that either. And that may be because of all the kinds of the other factors. And as we kind of do our work around that you've helped, again, me and others learn around triggers, what's the roots of me staying there, right? Um, and um, I was in this conversation with a colleague of mine this week. What's my investment? in that place Mm. and how does that place or that way of being seeing making meaning of the world how is that serving me right um uh, so what am i getting from that and thus why am i choosing to stay in that space rather than hold both or spend more time in the other space right so um, and so i don't i don't have um Either one of the either ors necessarily be right, right? 
Um, but to be able to hold the both, because um, if, if you, as you name, if I hang out in the positive, I can get real judgmental of those who are in, you know, the, the fear and the panic and the scare. Likewise, the other side, if I hang out there, I can get real judgmental of the other side. Um, and so my ability to um, interrogate my own journey and my own self around that um, is important, I think, in this time so that we can, again, be in community and show up in our best selves. I'm noticing this pause in some ways has been a time for me to get a little clearer what I value, mm -hmm. the world I want, and is what I'm doing every day, every moment. Uh, I listened to Dr. Brene Brown's first podcast on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And what you just said reminded me, she talked about uh, FFTs. Mm -hmm. Effin, I won't say the full word since I'll mm -hmm. listen, but effin first times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I relate to is I can go to fear, judgment, especially when I'm feeling incompetent, holding on to perfectionism, not having done it yet. And yet there are so many people in our lives, virtually in our family, who are having to do something for the first time, whether it's mm -hmm. online, working mm -hmm. remote, supporting someone who has to work in a grocery store and then coming home to your community and you wonder in your if they're bringing stuff in, I mean, all right. kinds of right. trying to do church online, I'm assuming mm -hmm. all kinds mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. um, and so how do we, in addition to having people remember you have moved through difficult, hard, challenging times to also, how have you done something for the first time before yeah, that's good. That's good. and what helped you do something for the first time without ego. Real quick, friend of mine and of yours uh, put out, let's do spades. So my yeah. wife and I showed up Saturday night and I realized I had not played spades for 20, 30 years. And someone I know and love who might be on this radio show wrote, I didn't know white people could play spades. And I wrote back, obviously we can't because we lost by 499 <laughs> points. <laughs> But she's expanding it. And so we're going to show up Thursday and Friday to learn and Friday for Sunday, Saturday for tournament. FFT. Um, not only people I don't know, a cross race and a game that I really have no capacity in. And I have a high need to win and be competitive. <laughs> so, what else are you doing? I know nothing health? about that need. To win. <laughs> nothing at all about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, am, I am playing these games, our tournaments are happening, and I have no high need to win. Um, so maybe we can do a different radio show about that and I can help you um, uh, let go of some, some of the ego and stuff around that. Lie, lie, lie. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so I, this, this notion, and I appreciate this, this notion of, so for the first time, right? And how do I navigate the first time um, and have ego, if you will, not be my um, downfall, if you would. And so sometimes I think that it, you know, so as we talk about ego um, and self-worth, right, uh, being so connected to getting it right. Yeah. Right? And I think that we live in a culture um, that I think is informed by dominance um, uh, of, having the answer and getting it right. I was on this call last night with pastors from my movement and we are in a particular place right now where we are having um, this theological uh, moment in particular is how do you respond to your people who feel like this is the end of times, right? Wow. 
um, in terms of their experience, right? And so it's not felt like this in their lived experience in their 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years on the planet. Um, I would, again, as I said, I don't believe that there's not been a COVID-19 moment in context um, at other points in our history. Uh, you know, Great Depressions, all kinds of other parts of uh, the, uh, the plagues, the things that have happened down through the years that have felt, you know, for those folks in that space, like this might feel as a first time for us, right? Um, and how do you navigate through the space of having to get it right and knowing all the answers? And so one of the things that I shared um, with my pastoral group last night is one of the key skills for this moment is to be able to say, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. Um, and um, I'm afraid of the implications of my not knowing how to do it, right? So when you don't know something, get some help, right? Uh, find some folks who might know a little bit better. And when you find that I don't have a circle of resources and I don't know where to go even to get help, then get with some other people who need help and see what you can figure out together. There's a lot of power in community in not trying to figure it all out by yourself because nobody may know, right? Because nobody has done it before, but we can do our best thinking together and, and consideration and the more that we can, um, have a broad-based um, resource group to think about that. We are so fortunate at this moment, those of us who have access to internet and online stuff, that you can just at least put some questions out um, and see what kind of things come back. And, you know, not everything is going to be the right thing that works for you or whatever in that moment. But there's other people potentially finding out that others are thinking about this and trying to figure this out. So you don't have to be alone in the first time space, right? I love it. To be in community with folks around there. Yep, crowdsourcing on many ways. As we go to break, can you just let people know how they can find you if they want to sure. work um, with so, you in the future when well, we do um, have so more face-to-face -face work? I am, I am accessible right now uh, through, you can um, reach out to me on Facebook. And so that's uh, Dr. Jamie Washington on Facebook. You can hit me up there. You can reach me on LinkedIn in that same way, just my name, Dr. Jamie Washington. You can also reach me via email directly at dr.jamie, J-A-M-I-E, Washington, at Comcast, C-O-M-C-A-S-T, dot net. Um, in terms of connecting with me through the Washington Consulting Group, um, uh, right now you can do our, our uh, again, our Facebook connection page. Um, that's Washington Consulting Group. Uh, and or uh, the, the web page is under construction. Our website is under construction. So that's not the way to connect with us right now. Um, and uh, certainly uh, uh, if you want to connect with any of us through SJTI, it's sjti.org. Um, the last thing and what has also come up in this space is connecting to um, our, my spiritual place and that's Unity Fellowship Church of Baltimore, ufcb.org and you can tap in there. We're on Facebook. You can tap in there on our website. You can join us for our virtual services and community gatherings um, in, in those ways. So that's how you can do that. We'll say more about that later.
Such great. When we come back from break, we may start with the metaphor of construction and renovation using these times for clearing and rebuilding and healing. We'll be back. Transformation Change Radio. I'm Kathy O'Bear. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Are you concerned about the coronavirus? The Ecosystem Approach Show is doing four shows on the coronavirus with energy techniques that we do with you during the show to help activate your immune system. As intuitives, we see the energies that enable this virus and how it's spread. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on Transformation Talk Radio. Hello, friends. I am Terry J. Walker with the I Am Power Hour, and here is your soul-stretching success tip of the day. No matter where you go, there you are. Did you know our lives are like mirrors? You know, in the physical world, we stand in front of a mirror and see with our physical eyes a direct reflection of our physical self. Some of us use this physical mirror to critique our body, our hair, our blemishes. On the other hand, we also have a spiritual mirror that is a direct reflection of how we think, feel, and act in spirit, and it reflects what we experience and receive. You know, true beauty, love, wisdom, and acceptance comes from within. So the soul-stretching success question of the day is which mirror are we using to create our life? I hope you have a wonderful day filled with love, light, and beauty. See you next time. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator Dr. Monica each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. Yeah, yippee skippy to that, baby. We're not done yet. Some of us are out here to educate and inspire. This year, 2020, is the year we gotta show me the money in the cash flow. I'm Dr. Pat. This is the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Visit thedrpatshow.com. Welcome back to Transformation and Change Radio. I'm Dr. Kathy O'Bear, just so delighted, the Reverend Dr. Jamie Washington, as we look at self-care, community care, just how are we thriving or surviving and how can we help others in these unpredictable times? And again, if you want to find Jamie and his work, uh, the Washington Consulting Group could be a great place to just find him online. And on my website for the Transformation Change Radio are a number of free resources. One that might be useful these days is In It for the Long Haul, 
my book, as well as lots of the resources, stress management, some community care, self-care, just some tools that you can access for free, download. And just a few days ago, I put uh, my course about Turn the Tide, Navigating Difficult Situations. It was a $200 course. A few days ago, I made it free. And so if you go again, either to the website or to my website, drkathyobear.com backslash events, E-V-E-N-T-S, you can find links to all those free resources as well as community connections, Tuesdays and Fridays, 12 noon Eastern, coming together for an hour with whoever shows up to do actually what Jamie is doing with us today, just sharing resources, ideas, love, support. How do we stay in it for the long haul as we really build community? Um, so I'm excited. Thank you, Reverend Doctor. You are so welcome, my friend. So welcome. So any other reflections on the need for self-care so that we can show up in community, ideas for connecting with community and sharing our gifts, asking so, for what we need? So one of the things that feels really important right now and that this slowdown moment gives us an opportunity to do, and we know how important this work is, is you know, kind of getting in touch with you, right? Mm. Uh, and this uh, self-care is about being in, paying attention to you um, and how I'm doing and what my body is saying to me, what my spirit is saying to me, what my uh, mind is saying and what's, gotten, what's occupying my head and heart space as Dr. O Becky uh, Martinez would often say, what's got your head space, what's got your heart space? And I would add then what's got your hand space and, and that being um, what are you doing? How are you occupying your time? How are you using your time? What choices are you making? And so that one of the ways that I think that, again, dominance, white supremacy, patriarchy, capitalism has us not be in touch with that, it, that, that whole thing is it has us focused on and places more value on what we're doing with our hands, right? And so you know, kind of what my work is, what my degrees are, you know, how much money I'm making, you know, all of those kinds of things. And not that none of that is about how I'm being a contribution to the world, but it has us busying ourselves such that we're not tuned into ourselves. So we're busy, um, as I've heard some folks say, being human doings and not being human beings, right? And so not being in touch with that. And so you know, kind of why it is so important is because we are full human beings, um, uh, human uh, embodiments, and all of it matters. And so self-care invites us into not only moments alone, if you would, you know, whether that is about meditation or prayer or journaling or, you know, uh, walking or exercising where we're just kind of tuned into us, but also self-care invites us to tune into who we are with others, right? And how I am in community with others. And so one of the things I've shared in my ministry um, or with my, with my congregations and those who have joined us is that, you know, this whole opportunity looks one way after three days. Mm. So three days of kind of, kind of, you know, shut in and moving things around looks one way. It's another way after six days. 
and then nine days. And now as we move into the second full week of some of this and we're getting new information and different things are showing up and the different impact, then I'm having to spend more time looking at where I, the first couple of days I could busy myself. You know, I could busy myself with whether that's projects or figuring out how to do this or how I'm going to homeschool the kids and how we're going to make sure we got enough toilet paper in the house and grocery. And all. You know, I can busy myself with those things. Um, I know that as Sam and I uh, started out, one of the ways that we just, we were busying ourselves with projects, right? So whether it's clean out the drawers or clean out the closets or order, um, put in order, alphabetical order the canned goods or the, um, <laughs> or whether it's to organize the, um, the seasonings in the, in, in the cabinet, right? Uh, 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 to, to, you know, uh, doing more exercising, right? Going to the gym, uh, we can busy ourselves with things. As you move into having those closets already organized mm. <laughs> and the foods in alphabetical order, Right, and you know, so he got all the distracting dues done, right? Then you have to spend time with you, right? Uh, and what does that mean? And am I okay with me? Do I like me enough um, to really reflect on where is where am I in my life, and what is going on? Um, and so that self care. Um, uh, is uh, not just about spending that time, but also engaging that with you. So how am I engaging me? What are the hard questions I'm asking of myself or the questions that I'm engaging with that I haven't engaged with? Uh, uh, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for me in relationship to my children or to my parents or to my work or to my partner? Um, and you know, one of the things that, you know, I've said quite honestly is that as we move through this in, you know, nine months or so, we're going to have the baby boom of 2020. Because mm. one of the ways people are going to be busying themselves and distracting themselves is, um, in, in, and particularly in a heterosexual context, is through sex, right? You know, some of that's what a friend of mine was talking about the other day is porn hub sites have an been exploding wow right so you know so so what am i doing what am i what's what's going on and how do i feel about that how am i distracting myself but then again it's the as i name how am i in relationship what are the relationships uh mean you know so for for some folks even with re relationships to your children the fact that they have gone been gone for six to eight hours a day has you like them more mm. <laughs> right and has them like you more, right? Um, what's it mean not to have the teachers to be able to take care of that for you, right? Um, and to occupy their times. Now you gotta actually spend time with your children or grandchildren and family. It was great when my partner left for work. I saw them later in the day. We, we did, and now, um, we are in. And so what does that mean? And like I said, even in the space where folks don't have, people are alone. There are lots of folks who are alone um, in homes and, and in spaces. And what does it mean to be with me? 
and not have the things to busy myself with. And so how I take care of myself in those spaces, for me, it's one of the main things is to be gentle with yourself. Um, and uh, to know that you're enough and that you're worthy of love and good. So again, just like we said in the earlier part of our conversation, I can say these things, do I believe these things? Am I embodying these things such that when I get to this place, if you would, of what I've been taught not to like about myself, mm. been told it's not enough about myself, right? Um, where, where I've been, where I believe that, that I can then just be with it. Like, you know, you are not organized. Okay. Let's be with that. What's that mean? What would being more organized look like? You are not kind. You are not loving. You, you are not cute. You are not, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever place that you get to that has you not be enough in this space. And that's where people can get to spin in either or, right? I say, so be with that. Where did I learn that? Why do I believe that? <laughs> you know? So allow yourself the space to be gentle and not fake, right? So, you know, I don't know whether, I think that's true because, or I don't think that's true because, you know, whatever that is. And so self-time, likewise, all of that same kind of interrogation has to be done with who you're in community with. Well, my child is so, right? Well, why can't you be more like? Why do I go there? What's that meaning? How do I have that not be enough? How is that impacting my relationship with them? My partner is so, my mom is so, you know? Any of that stuff that would have us be in judgment of one another. Um, and, you know, Brene Brown talks about this too. I'm not saying that we don't want to offer, um, you know, kind of impact or maybe some critique of how this lands and how people experience, but how do we do that from a place for ourselves as well as others of love mm -hmm. that that is this is really about love and um having you in your wholeness and contribution as i want to be in mine and so those are the things some of the things that comes up for me particularly in this time where i'm not able to run away like i can't run away i can't go nowhere can't run away from me um can't run away from you and even in your language, you're choosing to show up because even as my wife and I are here with our three kitties, I could distract, addict it myself, whether it's work, Facebook lives, Netflix. Yep. So what's the balance? So we're, we just got into uh, a million little things. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. I think it's Amazon or Netflix. I can't remember. Okay. Okay. And that whole message of everything happens for a reason, almost every two or three episodes, there's another major crisis. And then wonderful things come out of it while people show up authentic, real, telling truth, not lying. Mm -hmm. And so just without binging as a distraction, right? and yet having some in my life, um, you're literally decluttering. Some folks, Dr. Martha Beck was a place I learned this, that literally as we declutter our houses, we are decluttering ourselves. And so we start with a drawer. We yep, start yep, with, yep. you should see my desk here. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Not overdoing, not doing addictively, but just maybe 10 minutes. 
Yes, yes, yes. And then you're actually also then saying, so declutter ourselves, pay attention to our thoughts, our feelings. You know this, and I learned this in 12 step, when we're judging others, more than likely, it's what we're thinking about ourselves. And so asking ourselves, who even writing out, I'm just so pissed, I can't believe. So how am I not showing up? How am I doing the same thing? And the other thing that came to me, that line, show, don't tell. I mm-hmm. teach that when I'm doing design facilitation coursework mm-hmm. or when I'm t- teaching people to coach, show, don't tell. And in our homes and our communities online, how can we show through our behaviors, our questions, our ways of being a new way, a new culture, the world we want to live into every moment of every day and ask ourselves, what are my values? What are my intentions? You taught me that. I don't know, it was five or 10 years ago, every time we were training together, you're like, well, what's your intention and what you're about to do? And I'm like, it's just a good idea. (laughs) So finally, I think I always ask the same question. So what's my intention as I'm about to share, as I want to do this Facebook Live, as I want to go for a walk? What's my intention? And it is aligned with my core values. Then our energy will be about healing, love, connection, possibilities. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, absolutely, and I, I I am so connected um, to to all of that. And as you have named that, as I can slow myself down, particularly in this place where I can get um, frenetic and and reared up, right? You know, uh, because of the energy that's out there, and because of the first time, right? Not not knowing, right? Um, it can be, uh, you know, uh, scary. I know that I actually was in my office doing something and I'm, the television was on in another room and I said, turn the channel, turn the channel because I feel my energy. Um, it was a CNN or whatever and there, was, there were the numbers and the things that was like, you know, and it just kept saying it over and over and over again. I said, turn the channel. <laughs> um, I need to let me get some uh, Angry Birds or some cartoons on or something. So um, some Golden Girls, some old stuff. Let, let me just hear some of that in the background. Um, and uh, because this can, if you're not careful, again, you, um, it can spin you up. But the other piece um, that we talked a little bit about is and then how we, um, in the, not only the self-care space, but also the, how do I feel productive and like a contribution during this time, right? Um, because that still matters, right? Uh, and so one of those ways is taking care of yourself in your community, that's production. Right. That's that's a good thing. But what is what 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 is my life's work and what what are the things that I uh, get to care about and pay attention to um, and how I do that? Being reminded of who I am and all of my identities um, and uh, the dynamics of equity and inclusion in that space, uh, because there are some ways in which I get to show up and have access that others don't, right? There's some some resources, some connections that I have that um, that provide me a platform, not only to share, but just to be, yeah. right? Um, this is this is a privileged space even to be in, just to be able to uh, to have a loved one and a friend and a colleague and respected colleague to be in this conversation with um, that's stimulating, right? That's that's soul feeding. Um, that is not. Uh, what everybody has. Um, again, as I was sharing with someone the other day, 
um, who was navigating some struggles with his significant other at this moment, um, reminding him of, you have this opportunity to be in community and to talk through some of this stuff that might look different than your partners, right? And to not take for granted the spaces of privilege, right? Um, and access that, that we have. And that might be about race, it might be about class, it might be about gender, um, and it, it, you know, it might be about age, you know, who I have uh, resources to and networks that I have and, you know, uh, and the social capital that I have from, because of my title and because of the school I went to and, you know, and be, you know, because of our ability to tap into technology in a certain way, all of those things um, are there. And so as we go to, well, we suggest, that's what we're, wherever we are in the we should just, I invite you to say, and who can't just? Mm. Right? Um, and how does that look differently for, for others? And how does this land differently, whether it's about language or whether it's about um, uh, citizenship, right? Um, and uh, whether it's about accessibility, right? Uh, who can't just jump in their car and go over or, and so what, what, are the, what's, what are the accessibility opportunities and challenges right now for us to get more aware of and on top of, right? Um, and so uh, I, I get reminded of the privileges that I, you know, kind of navigate every day. And some of those privileges navigate even or, or, or mitigate for some of my minoritized identities, right? And so there's some things that I have access to um, as a uh, as a 59 year old black man uh, with only um, just a few more months 59 year old black man with uh, there's a business owner with with uh, with PhD and so on and so forth there's some things that I don't have to navigate um, or that get mitigated uh, around race right so uh, being 59 and black and not having some of those privileges, um, identities might have my experience look very different at this moment, right? Uh, and so uh, being really clear. And so operating in communities that are diverse um, has me, uh, even, at this, even in this moment, as I think about what it is that I want to invite my church leadership to be thinking about in terms of how we continue to provide support. So it was one thing, again, as I said, in the first three days, in the second, right? And now as we move into the third week, um, who in our community is gonna be in more struggle, right? Um, yeah, so. Well, I love how you keep coming back that there might be either stages or just asking. And so whether people are in higher ed, whether people are in nonprofits, corporations to, at a minimum, take that tool of, given where we are in the progression in this nation compared to others, what can we learn from other nations? And what might it mean for the people we serve, the people we work with? Because what we did a week ago may no longer be useful. And so that community ideas, asking the questions, um, and not thinking I have to have it right, or I did it right once, so therefore, yeah. whew. I wish we had more time, my dear, but as we're winding down, any other hopes or thoughts, especially as the pitfalls? Because I love what you said about who is this serving? 
mm-hmm. whose needs are being met. And even that one question can indirectly help people have an equity inclusion lens as we're in urgency, we're moving quickly, right. exactly. trying to make decisions. Half the people got cut off from Zoom, but no decision gets made unless we slow down and just ask yes, by sir. group membership whose needs are getting met, any barriers or obstacles. Let's look at a whole list to make sure we're thinking as broadly as we can. So yeah. any other hopes, tips? Well, and, 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 and as we say this, um, and I, again, not with, with, not with judgment. Um, and that's, that's the place that I think we've got to pay attention to because in this, in this energy space, we can get judgmental, right? So when someone says, well, we should just, uh, uh, and why don't we do that? Uh, as we hear that, if we hear that you missed the impact on this population, I can go into judgment around that, which then impacts how I engage you in that, right? Um, and so, and then that can trigger something and, and then um, get in the way of us being in our, moving into our best intentions, right? Uh, so the, the can't you just without the invitation to slow down and consider um, who might this have a differential impact on if we, um, who, who can't just and so on and so forth. The invitation to do that is different than telling people that they're wrong because they did it. Consider that, right? Um, and so that the skill of invitation and inquiry is particularly important at this time. A trap, a pitfall is judgment, right? Um, and uh, not, uh, and, and that comes, I think, a lot with um, what will feel like disappointment, right, um, for folks because, well, we, a month ago, you would not have said that, right? Um, because we, we, we work more actively with a um, diversity, social justice, equity, and inclusion lens. Um, I've, I've been able to trust that. And now in this moment, I am shocked and disappointed that your comment, your suggestion, your even practice, you went, you went, y'all went ahead and did that, right? and didn't consider, right? And so that place gets kind of, we have to pay attention to judgment and uh, disappointment. So powerful. And when I'm in fear, then I go to judgment and so many tools and resources I know on your redesigned website that'll be up, mm-hmm. washingtonconsultinggroup.com, right? Dot com? Dot net. WashingtonConsultingGroup.net. Jamie Washington, the Reverend Doctor, I just want to thank you for joining us today and sharing insights, wisdom, and just your total honesty, authenticity, and just brilliance. And It was um, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And again, if folks want resources, www.drkathyobaird.com backslash events. You can get all the free resources as well as community connections. And I'll actually see you in a couple of weeks as we look at inclusion partners. Excellent. Jamie and I wish you all the best. Stay well, stay healthy and community care. Thank you all so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Dr. Kathy O'Bear on Transformation Talk Radio. 
Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to catch us next time as Kathy inspires listeners to become agents of change, motivate, innovate, and speak truth to power. Step into the courageous you that will change the world. Connect to life-changing conversations to extend your reach. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.